Coming up on the Money Beat podcast, there is a cheese glut in America. That is right. Farmers have produced more cheese than you can eat. We will get to the bottom of it. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome to the Money Beat podcast. Paul Vigna with Eric Holm here. Stephen Grosser is still on vacation, and, and Eric, he's going to regret missing this one today. Oh, this is going to be awesome. This I cannot is... wait. I, I held off on lunch. Uh, th- this is, I, I promise you, you uh, listeners at home, we are making podcasting history with this story today because uh, we have a story on WSJ.com today, a uh, good story out of our commodities team about issues in the cheese market. And, and the issue is that there's too much cheese. And we will explore that. We have the reporters here with us. We'll explore that. But the, the upshot is that there's so much cheese beyond what is needed for regular supply of, of all you cheese lovers out there, that it would take, it's, it's a cheese glut. It would take every single American eating three pounds of cheese for the rest of this year to work off the cheese glut. Every, every person in the country has to eat at least, th- has to eat three extra pounds. Three extra, right? above what you right. normally eat, above your cheeseburgers and, and grilled cheeses and all those things. So here's what we did. <laughs> we are going to try to help. We're going to try to help. We're going to help the farmers of America out. We went out and bought three pounds of cheese and are now about to start eating. Uh, Yeah, and we have it right here. Uh, If you look on Twitter, we took some pictures. Maureen Farrell is here. We have the doors to the studio open. We have invited a bunch of reporters to come up and help us eat three pounds of cheese. And so far, only Maureen took us up on that invitation. They'll be coming. They're they're gavones. They'll be coming. And to talk about the story, because we're not just about doing stupid things with food here. We're, there is a real story here. So to talk about the story, we have in the studio, we have Julie Wernow, and in Chicago on the phone, we have Kelsey G. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hey, thank you guys for having us. The cheese uh, looks delicious. So, you know, the first question I have, I want to know, Kelsey, you're the one out in, uh, out in the heartland there. D- did you go out to some farms to, to get some firsthand reporting? You know, we I, we didn't go out to any farms. We talked to a whole bunch of farmers who um, have really, you know, been the, been the ones who have contributed the most to this glut that we're currently facing. Um, and, and by no fault of their own, they're just responding to the economic signals of the last few years to really ramp up production. What I thought was interesting is that it takes so long to respond that Everyone, everyone started ramping up production when there was a real need for it, and mm-hmm. it, 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 it backfired. It, and it sounds like it keeps backfiring over and over again in the, in the commodities world. Yeah, yeah. The commodities markets, when, when it comes to perishable um, animal products, they're kind of different from the grain markets or some of the other um, more stable goods. So um, it takes you know, a cow at least nine months to give birth to a calf, which means that, you know, back when prices were good and everything was, you know, roses in 2013, 2014, when people were making this decision, um, let's really grow our business. Um, you know, it takes it takes years for, you know, you decide, okay, I'm going to impregnate all of these cows that are currently on my farm so that I, you know, have a bigger herd in the years ahead. Um, and then it takes a year or more for these calves to grow up and become you know, productive animals. So, you know, in the meantime, you know, look what's happened to the U.S. dollar. You know, look what's happened to exports. Um, it's really just a totally different landscape than, than it was two years ago. 
Yeah, there's all sorts of things. I mean, it, it, walk us through all the factors that are that are um, happening here. You know, what, what's what's changed in, since these people decided to ramp up production? Yeah, so so we talked to these farmers, you know, who decided to... And give me some cheese. Yeah, here you go, go, here you go. go. For God's sakes, we've got three pounds of cheese we're going to get through. Now, Dave Benoitzer, I'm talking with my mouth full. I feel so bad for Kelsey. Kelsey, you have to listen to this whole thing. There's and such great cheese here. There's such good cheese here. Don't chew too close to the That's microphone, That's New York folks. cheddar. That's New York cheddar I was eating. That was That's fantastic. That was very yeah. good. All right. Sorry, yeah, so basically, yeah, no, milk prices were really high. And so these farmers were like, great, you know, let's expand. Um, and then what happened is uh, a couple things. Actually, in, in Europe, they're having a glut there. They um, First of all, Russia is not taking a lot of their products anymore. So in addition to the fact that we had a strong dollar that was making it, um, you know, a little bit uh, kind of more expensive uh, to, to, to take this American cheese. We also had a bunch of European cheese coming in because they were saying, well, we have too much of it here. And so it just you just saw this glut grow and grow, which in some ways for consumers is nice, right? You ch- Cheese is cheaper. Well, that's one thing I was wondering. Like, why? I think your mic's off. Oh, my mic's off because I was chewing. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, why why don't supply and demand forces just balance this issue out and cheese gets a little bit cheaper and we all have great cheese? I you know, is there they they really they overproduce to that extent? Is that the issue? Yeah, I mean, it's huge. Um it- yeah, well, I mean, what I love is that you describe these commercial cold storage freezers in your story here. <laughs> this, this, that's so, Yeah, tell so us about those that, freezers. That's part of the issue. So, um when prices are low uh, in the dairy market and, and to some extent the meat markets as well, you have a couple of options. So you can just discount at the wholesale and then eventually at the retail level so consumers are just faced with, you know, half the price of what they're, you know, used to, to seeing when they, you know, go into the meat case or into the deli. Um, or, you know, you can, you can try to ramp up ex- exports, which hasn't really worked out very well for dairy producers in the U.S. this year. Um, or you can put it into cold storage freezers and hope that when you take it out, uh, the market will be better. So um, I think that's part of the reason why um, we've seen this backlog, because so many people just decided at the same time, these prices suck. You know, I'd much rather you know, put them into warehouses and see what could happen. And so, you know, what, we're, what I've heard from some of these cold storage guys is um, they're full. And so at this they're point, full of, um, they're full of cheese. They're full of cheese. That's incredible. Uh, you in know, fact, you wrote in the story that there's a record-breaking 1.19 billion pounds of cheese in commercial cold storage freezers. That's amazing. Yeah. Up 11 percent from last year. Yeah, this one guy I talked to in Des Moines said that they're so full that if they were, you know, more full, they just wouldn't be able to move around the warehouse. They wouldn't be able to to move inventory around. And so they're investing, you know, something like sixteen million dollars in a new wow. in a new facility because there's just there's a lot of protein in the United States right now, and they just have to find a place to put it. Wow. Well, here's what I was wondering I about. That. I would like to point out one thing before you ask that question. Yeah. Uh, Eric Holm is a terrible cheese getter. Oh, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I point, I point to Eric and I was, and I, yeah, I give him a little signal saying, "Cut some cheese, cut some cheese." We're never going to get through. He, this well, cheese. no, I cut several give, pieces. He, he I just cuts didn't. it for himself <laughs> and starts eating it. Here, on have his some own. cheese. Here, have some. Unbelievable! Cheese. Absolutely unbelievable. All right, Julie, coming at you. Oh, up, oh, more cheese, people. Here you go. Yeah. All right. Plenty of cheese here. Go for it. Go for it. We gotta get back on. Uh, there you go. All right. More cheese. Oh my goodness! Thank you. All right. So what I was wondering, though, on this question, this guy who's building more cold storage, I mean, the cycle turns at some point, right? Are, are they going to be just as slow to 
respond to the market forces and then end up with even more storage space than they had before. And yeah. and the I mean, it takes time to build factories too, just like it takes time to breed cows, right? Yeah, it does. And I think I think some of those guys are looking at the sort of longer term trend. I mean, if you walk back a few years, you've seen that the trend in you know, just sort of global protein demand has been higher, you know, as we've seen these populations across the world incorporate more and higher quality uh, meats and cheeses uh, into their diets. And so I think they're trying to take the long view here, which is that even though um, we may see um, some response in terms of, you know, cutting down production uh, to this glut we have now, um, that maybe in a few years, you know, that will well, the pendulum will swing in the other direction. I have so much well, cheese, I can't even faster. hold it. <laughs> Take it in. Yeah, the, ben um, here. Ben Go Eisen. Ahead. Ben Eisen is here. Hi, Ben. Hi. <laughs> Eat some cheese. We're, we're, on, we're, we're taping the podcast, and we are live on Periscope. Hashtag this is, this is total multimedia cheese eating effort. I'm just going to I'm just gonna oh, talk hi. and chew. No, no. Talk through it. Talk through yeah, it. What you are you going to say? Yeah, you got to talk through it. Yeah, just that uh, already Americans are eating 36 pounds of cheese a year. And so wow. some of these uh, analysts who get astounding number. It's a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know. Lot. I think it sounds too low. It's a small child. <laughs> <laughs> ben agrees it's about right. Yeah. So they didn't. Yeah, there are some analysts who are like, it might. It's possible we could all end up eating an extra three pounds of cheese. We've been seeing increases. Um I mean, they're putting cheese in uh, pizza crusts now, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. and um, they're making you know tacos that have more cheese in them. That these the um, the fast food chains have a tendency to take advantage of these lower prices when they come up and really market a lot of cheesy items. So you'll see those out there. Well, um, I mean, if che- yeah, if cheese is cheaper, it's uh, it's easier to add it to your products, right? That's that right. Fantastic, Ben. How's the cheese, uh, Kelsey? How how dire does this situation become? for everybody involved in the market. I mean, some of the cheese, as you point out in the story, you, some of it can be stored for a long time. Some of it can't be stored for a long time. But, I mean, how, and both of you, how badly do the economics of this get out of whack? And how much pressure does that put on the farmers, on the producers, uh, on storage, come on everybody? So um, I'll, maybe I'll try a stab at this first, and then, Julie, you can chime in if there are other things that occur to you. But um, for the people I've talked to, it seems like uh, the last couple of years have been good enough to insulate a little bit from um, how bad prices have become this year. So um, lucky for dairy farmers, um, feed is still cheap. You know, we still have a glut of grain and forage and all sorts of other um, input costs um, for running your dairy business. So um, they they won't face too much pressure, you know, in the immediate term, um, but eventually they will get the signal that you know milk prices are not so high that they need to to do everything they can to to keep production high. Um, but if you think about it, you know, in the commodities markets, the first thing you do when your per pound prices start to falter a little bit is you ramp up volume. You know, it's it's it sort of adds to the supply glut situation in the near term because you're really trying to insulate a little bit by selling just more of what you have. You know, another thing, there was so, this is such a good story. And another thing I learned is that um, you can freeze cheddar for how long? Decades. For really <laughs> decades? That was, that was news to me, too. Literally decades? <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Literally but, decades. But, uh, you know, cheese lovers out there, you cannot freeze your feta for that long, is what I learned mm-hmm. today right. reading your story. How long? It's, it's, how, it's yeah. a high moisture cheese, so it'll, um, it'll get crumbly and kind of gross if you freeze it. 
um, for very long. It has to be so. There's it's so it's really really fascinating actually to me as someone who really loves cheese. Um, each cheese has its own you know specific refrigeration directions, and so this one cold storage guy uh, I talked to sent me this whole product list where you know feta and blue cheese also is really does not store well at all, which maybe you can you can imagine because of it's already kind of moldy. Right, I think do we, we have, have some of that here. Yeah. Here, yeah. Kelsey, I feel so bad for you. This cheese is so good that we got we got it from this place at Grand Central. It's really it's good. All right. We are going to take a quick break for this important message. We will be back on the other side with uh, more cheese economics and cheese eating. Hi, this is Kevin Sintemong. This is Beth Cracklauer. Check us out on the Off-Duty Podcast. We talk about food, cocktails, all of the finer things in life. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. And become a subscriber on iTunes. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Money Beat Podcast. Paul Vigna and Eric Holm with you here. Stephen Grosser is off and missing what has to be the cheesiest podcast in the, the history of podcasting, <laughs> without a doubt. Uh, we should are, we review the cheese now? We, we, yeah, had, sure. We, we haven't chance? done that. We Please should describe it to me. I want to live vicariously <laughs> for you guys. Right. Uh, poor Kelsey G., who's doing the story out of Chicago. She's on the phone with us, and Julie Wernow is here in the studio. Uh, we're doing a st- their story today is about cheese and the basically the, the cheese glut that has overtaken America. If you missed the first segment, uh, the, just the dynamics of it have conspired to produce. Billions of pounds more cheese than we need, so that's so what we're everyone has about. to eat. Uh, so in conjunction three pounds with that, of cheese. in conjunction with that, we went out and bought three pounds of cheese to illustrate the what the glut looks like. Now understand that one person is not going to eat three pounds of cheese in one sitting. So we've invited some of our friends here to to come in and, and join us. Uh, Eric Holm, why don't you tell us about a little bit of the cheeses that we bought? Well, well folks, I, now I know you can't hear this, but if you go on Periscope. I think this will still be up on Periscope. You might be able to see it. You can see the cheese that we have because we're on Periscope Live right now. I don't think anybody's watching on Periscope I, anymore. If now. anyone's watching on Periscope, I did wash my hands. <laughs> that is so good to that know. That should have been my first question. Because <laughs> I'm handing out some cheese. I handed you each some cheddar. That was cheddar. New, New York cheddar. Which will last for decades, apparently, if not eaten. Right, right. All right, here we go. Ship it to you, Kelsey. Mm. Frozen. What do we think? Oh, good God, Eric! Don't, don't, don't make chewing sounds right, in front of the I'm microphone. Sorry. That's a really bad idea. I think that's. What do you think, though? Is it good? Uh, the cheddar is quite it's good. Delicious. Hey, we, we should give a shout out to what was the name of the place we got this? Murray's Cheese. Murray's Cheese in famous. Grand Central Station. Really, it's actually a lot of good cheese, man. It's famous, Paul. Oh, is it? I don't, I don't know. Or he's famous. Yeah. I don't go through Grand Central. I go through Port Authority, and we don't have good cheese stores in Port Authority. All right. The next one's brie. Have some brie. Eric really is cutting up the cheese yeah, and is handing go. out the cheese. He is All right. Such next one is brie. There's the going to be some cracker sounds. The first one. segment, he was a terrible cheese cutter. I'm, I'm picking up steam. Now he's, he's picking up steam. All right. And so we should better. say that, you know, the, the glut is here in the U.S., as you guys wrote. But right. we figured if you draw down global supply with this brie here... That has to help American farmers, right? I mean, we, that's, that's, the, that's the idea anyway that I'm justifying after the fact when I realized I bought a lot of yeah, cheese. I mean, not from a, we, a glut is a glut. We, we initially thought we were, gonna, we were meant to buy American cheese to, to we really help out the American farmers. <laughs> uh, but then we got all excited and we just bought a, a whole bunch of different kinds of cheeses. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there, there were some currency moves that really also impacted that. You know, in some of these other producing nations, it, it, believe it or not, even though our cheese is pretty cheap right now, on the international market, um, 
we're considered a little more expensive, and so we're a better market for them to dump all their cheese into. So that's because of the dollar, right? And that's right. Yeah. So it's so that's you know, like a, you're so helping, I think, by con- by taking away a little bit of the brie. But um, we hurt because we didn't buy American cheese. <laughs> right. No, Sorry. I don't think there's any American cheese. Sorry, American at farmers. What do you think? There's got, well, no, there was. The there definitely cheddar. was because I saw it. Yeah, that was the New York cheddar we had first, and then all right, this is the Jarlsberg. Jarlsberg here. I have to tell you, mm-hmm. at this point, Eric is giving me the cheese faster than I can Bro, eat it. Julie's like Which way behind so, here. I'm so many. So crack- I have a lot of. I have a cracker buildup. And I don't know where all our reporters guy. are. What the well, hell? they were usually, coming and going for a while. Usually, no? you tell reporters there's free food, and it's gone inside of three seconds. I mean, it's it's literally like like animals on the Serengeti. I mean, it's it's horrible. Well, Tanya is excited. Our producer, Tanya. Yeah, Tanya, you have Are you going to come in and get some cheese now? I sure wait? am. No, I'm going to wait till after the podcast. You going to wait till after yeah. the podcast? All right. <laughs> all right. So, how was the so, brie? First of all, how was the brie? Uh, fantastic. It was wonderful. All right. Now the next one is the Jarlsberg, also not from the U.S. Ah. I can taste the Forex exchange in there. It's really good. It's delicious. So, so is, is that kind of a, a it's like a double whammy for the farmers, right? The the way the prices work because of the Forex exchange and and importers coming here and dumping their cheese on us. Yeah, and and Russia's playing into it because Russia stopped. Um, thank you. Taking <laughs> taking a little cheese break here. Um, Russia has some some import bans. Um, I, I remember actually the Wall Street Journal seeing an article with a mm. photo of them actually burning yeah. imported cheese. Well, that all also trickles down so eventually fondue? to us. Don't they call that fondue? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> can, I, can I tell you that Eric Holmes spent about twenty three hours working on cheese puns? Brie, all you can brie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, I, I mean, I don't want to be a monster and just list them off. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be no Gouda. <laughs> I think we might be seeing some other people eating three pounds of cheese later. There's been a lot of activity on Twitter, people saying they are willing to take on this challenge. They are so – got to tell you this. I always thought the Wall Street Journal reporters were the best. They are so lazy. They will not come up one flight of stairs. They to know get we're going to bring it down when we're done. They know we're going to bring it down <laughs> when we're done. They're not even coming up to the studio to get the free cheese. Shame on all of you. Shame on all of you. Maybe we should leave it on this floor instead. It really we gets should. my. It really gets my goat. Was that? Oh, goat. Oh, that was good. good one. Get them all in, man. Really, we're running out of time here. We have a hard out at 225. All right. Well, I think I'm utterly done with the puns. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> so, all right. Let, let's wrap this story up for us. Where does this issue, where does this go for the farmers? What, what are the next steps? So, Summer's um, coming up. Point, is it big cheese yeah, season? You might see some uh, farmers just changing what they feed uh, their cows, maybe maybe less high-quality feed inputs that are less expensive to cut back on costs a little bit, that might actually curb production in the end of milk. Um, also, when it's warmer out, you know, that can, that can uh, affect milk production as well. And so we might see, um, you know, supplies gradually lessen in the months ahead. Um, but also, you know, the fact that we've seen um, the dollar actually weaken a little bit uh, in the last couple of months. That that seems to have had some effects on some of these other commodities, which are backed up in the U.S. Like pork, we've seen pork exports uh, increase pretty dramatically in the, in the last couple of weeks. Um, so that you know that might help clear some of this backlog as well. And really, you know, if if American consumers get excited enough about the prospect of uh, you know the need to eat all this cheese, you know that could that could clean up supplies pretty quickly. 
Uh, that would be that would be well. Well, listen, we're working. We're doing our best to clear out the supplies right now. Mm. You know, the last one was do. the blue cheese, by the way. Got, oh, the blue cheese is really quite good, Eric. I've Thank got my you. own mini cheese glut going on right here <laughs> <laughs> on my lap. <laughs> All right, I think we are just about out of time. Uh, Eric Holm, I want to thank you so much for being a great cheese. You were like the, you were really the driving force of this this podcast. So I'm, thank you very much. It's a, my finest accomplishment in journalism. <laughs> some people win Pulitzers. Some people eat three pounds of cheese. <laughs> uh, Kelsey and Julie, thank you very much. Listen, everyone, come back later. Uh, we will come back for our next podcast where we will get to the very bottom of the the horrific. Terrible, uh, the beer glut in America. It's just, it's awful situation. <laughs> We're going to do what we can to, to solve that each. problem. Three liters each has got to be done. <laughs> and then uh, steak next week. And then steak next week. Right, right, right. And uh, spam. I think Leslie Joseph wanted us to get into the spam glut. So That's not happening. That's not happening. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this. We hope you enjoyed listening to Us Eat Cheese. And we will see you very soon. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.